So hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Um, this week I'm joined by Philippe Van Hoyenbroek, who some of you may know from a band who've been around since 2014. It was a band called If Anything Happens to the Cat, a great post-rock band. Um, a lot of you will be familiar, I would think. And I also want to speak about his solar project that he's going at the moment, which is Gatu del Fugu. Am I pronouncing that okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, you, can, you can pronounce it yourself, Philippe, there, which would make uh, more sense. It's actually Gatu. in Portuguese. Yeah, it's Gatu del Fogo. There you go, guys. That's the one. So we'll talk about both. But uh, first, I suppose, welcome, Philippe. Thanks for taking Thank your you. time to come onto the show, you know. Thanks um, for having me, Pat. It's really nice to be here. <laughs> the, th- the thing about the Smashing Skull Sessions, like, is it's rock, it's metal, it's anything to do with guitars, synths, you name it, you know. It covers all aspects of music, it's not... Don't let the name deter you in any shape or form, you know. But for those who don't know anything about Philippe, he, as I said, he's been in a post-rock band called If Anything Happens to the Cat, who've been around since 2014. We'll get to that after why he took a break or what happened there. But since then, he's released a solo album, which is uh, entitled... Always April. Always April. Here we are. Always yeah. April. <laughs> which is a fantastic album, lads. If you like your post-rock, you like just rich melodies with some synths and lo-fi beats, very chill, very relaxed music. It's definitely worth a listen. It's something different. It's something to to chill out with. Bottle of beer. Philippe, yeah. am I right? Yeah. Headphones on, lights Cheers. out. <laughs> there you go. So, Philippe, look, we kick off. I suppose we cover sort of some of the, if anything happens to the camp material. Would you classify it as an indie post-rock band? Is that where you sort of categorize yeah, the band as? That's how I would describe it, yeah. Yeah, and it's, tell me... It's, it's post-rock, but it has the... It always has like this indie poppy feeling uh, yeah. going on. Uh, was it was that a a, a decision you, you wanted to make? Is that the road you wanted to take with it? I guess it's it wasn't really thought through in the beginning. It okay. just it just happened, and then um, the thing is, we're five people, and we all we all have a very different musical background, and mm-hmm. this is like the the blend of all our uh, influences. Yeah. Um, also, if if you um, we actually talk about it quite often uh, okay. between us. If if you look at the style of guitar playing we have, like it's really a blend as well. Like one of us was more formed as a metal player, okay. while while I actually learned how to play guitar by playing uh, Bonnie Vare songs and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Uh, so more the indie folky thing. Um, which, so, which yeah. is great, isn't it? That that, yeah, that's, yeah. that that creates something unique, doesn't it? Exactly, and then you know, you've got all, all those influences and... come together, and uh, exactly that that is what comes out. Um, no. But it's it's um, it's not something um, that is very um, decided before we start writing something okay. how it will sound in the end. It's just uh, we'll we'll see what comes out, and if yeah. it's good, if it's good, it's good. It doesn't exactly. really matter. Before we even break that down, I mean. There's a lot of people now asking, where did the name come from? Oh, yeah. So um, there, has, there has to be a story behind this, Philippe. You know, that, yeah. that name doesn't come out of the blue. Like, Yeah, yeah. So you said the band started in 2014, but it actually yeah. began in 2010. Um, oh, okay. So we, we began to write songs in 2010 and we released an, a little EP in 2012. It were like demo recordings. Okay. Um, we're not selling that anymore because it sounds like shit. But uh, <laughs> but so we the the first album came out in 2014, and and before that we um, 
we wrote a lot of songs and we were rehearsing um, just the three guitars mm -hmm. before we had a drummer and a bass player. Uh, we were rehearsing at uh, my bandmate's uh, well, student dorm. It was a very, okay. very small, small room and he had a little cat walking around there. Um, and one day he left on a holiday and he put up a sign in the student's house where he was living because okay. it was an international community of students. Yeah, yeah. He put up a sign saying if anything happens to the cat with his phone number on it. And uh, <laughs> and he left he left on a holiday and then unfortunately the cat ran away while he was out on a holiday and we never found the cat back but uh, we saw the sticky note saying if anything happens to the cat and so I, rem this, I remember um... the moment very well we were eating pizza in his kitchen and Peter the other guitar player said uh, like that's it that's, that's our the name yeah. And, we and obviously, like, something did happen to the cat that you yeah, never know, yeah, you yeah. Never know about. Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, but um, it was a very like aha moment. Like, yes, yeah. we were, we were, we had been looking for a name for months and like had some ideas, but it was always. Um, and we always looking for something out there, there, something like, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that, and when funny... we started, no, when we started, no, it was immediately like, yes, that's yeah. that's a good name. It's that's a very cool. post rock thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, you get a, a name that comes out of left field. And, I guess and, so, yeah. <laughs> that absolutely does, like, that that name does. So, look, um, we, do get a lot of, we do get a lot of questions about it. And also, like, in, in the beginning, uh, when we first started the, the Facebook page and the social uh, media, uh, we used to receive, like, messages from old cat ladies. Uh, <laughs> like, or, or from these, like, cat profiles on Facebook saying, like, my mommy really likes your music. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, a, a totally new fan base. So yeah, based on the name yeah, yeah. of the band. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy, isn't it? Super <laughs> weird sometimes, but nice. But <laughs> 2014's album, Sun Drunk Moon, which was the first album I picked up along to you, actually. It, that was actually around the time I really got heavily into post-rock. was around that time. So that album got an unbelievable amount of airtime in my house. Thanks. Which And it still does because it is still my favourite of all your work. How, how did you go about writing that album? I mean... Mm -hmm. picking those songs for for the first full album yeah i, I guess you could say that sunrise moon is like a best of album of the songs we wrote in that first okay. period of time yeah, yeah. writing songs together so like i said we started writing in 2010 and then like i had a couple of ideas the other guys had a couple of ideas and we put all that together and then we wrote like maybe 12 or 13 songs and, and the songs that ended up on the album were the best of those. Okay. Um, some of them, like um, the song Jasmine and the song Eyes Closed Stay Quiet mm. were already on that first uh, demo EP. So we okay. re-recorded them uh, in better quality. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I guess the the concept of Sun Rung Moon was something that that uh, happened or well not really the concept but the, the album Sunrock Moon was something that that happened very um very naturally mm -hmm. like we we just wrote these songs and then we were like okay now we have enough let's let's record this yeah. let's put this together in an album and of course you think about like um, dynamics in an album so there's exactly. a concept in in the album but um the songs were not written specifically to be together as an album or something okay, it was okay. like more uh, um yeah 
Well, like you said, you, you had 15 tracks to work with, did you? From, from yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. It, so, must, it must be hard to sort of leave something out because everything you do yourselves, you must be yeah, proud of, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, so, some of these old songs, like, there's there's one I remember, we just called it New Song. Mm-hmm. It didn't have, it didn't even have a, had a title. Um, we played it live a couple of times back then. And afterwards just decided like yeah it's just not good enough and okay. kind of forgot about it like i cannot even remember how the song goes we probably have some old video or something but <laughs> those tracks that you left out philippe did they disappear or did they come back in another yeah. shape or form well there's um albums? so there's three more tracks on that first demo ep that we didn't record mm-hmm. record for the album um there is one that we all think is very good okay. like it doesn't sound good on that ep but it, it, it the concept of the track is good and we tried to re-record it like several times in the past yeah. 10 years and it never worked out like for some reason we cannot get it to the next level or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It just... it, it's a very nice track you i think you can probably find it on on youtube there's some old YouTube channels that have okay. it. It's called Saint Saint Cecilia, and then Saint Cecilia is it? Saint Cecilia. Yeah. Saint Cecilia. I will check that yeah. out. Um, and then there's another very very old track that I also really like that we also tried to rewrite a couple of times. It's called Not All Those Who Wander Are Lost, and same thing. Like we just, I don't know, we just couldn't get it to a point where we're yeah. like okay this this fits in what we do now this sounds good um, okay. so yeah those songs kind of um disappear sometimes they come back yeah. up like in conversations but i guess we moved on um from those i think i think you get um more mature in how you write songs mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you have more experience more experience exactly um, yeah and did you did you tour it or play it live Around that time, uh, around 2014, yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I cannot remember if we ever played that, not all those who wonder our last song. Mm-hmm. Um, but St. Cecilia definitely uh, okay. played it a lot. And, and we did record it for that demo EP, um, so it exists. But Okay. Uh, and, and for me, I suppose, I think Magenta was the album, I won't say the album that made you, because look, we know the genre yeah, yeah. that we're in and, and the fan base yeah. you have. But that did give you another little outlet didn't it i think it, it raised a few more yeah, yeah 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 i guess i guess so yeah or Do you think? yeah yeah i i don't know like i think the the period um when we, when we went to china and um that was actually in between we we actually had finished recording okay. um, mangata but it wasn't released yet um but i guess Sundrunk Moon already existed and then we were very active on social media and stuff like mm-hmm. that because we were recording, posting a lot of pictures and, and that's like the momentum that, that happened okay. right before uh, Mangata. And I, I do think that we we were a much better live band in in that period of Mangata than before. Um, I pronounced that wrong as well, actually, just Philippe. Just yeah, it's too. fine. It's fine. Terrible, terrible. terrible. Um, so I, I think it's actually Mungata in Swedish. It, it okay. means like um, moon streets. It's like the reflect. There's no real <laughs> translation. It's like the the reflection of the moon on water, which okay. forms a line instead of a ah, circle. 
It's an untranslatable Swedish word. <laughs> I know you're not half testing me with Portuguese and Swedish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come yeah. on, and they're Belgian. Jesus. I do I do like that kind of stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. So um I, I guess I guess Magato was a very um, important uh I think it was an important album for you as a band. Where it sits for you, like I mean, is it as important mm-hmm. as? I think I think Sundrunk Moon is a more naive mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. and I think you can hear that, and I think that's a really nice thing. Uh, yeah. I also like listening to it myself again yeah. now. There was a time that I did really like listening to these old recordings, but mm-hmm. right now I can really appreciate it for what it is. Like exactly, we, yeah. We had all these songs, and we put the album together, and it was so nice to release something. And um, well. Mangata, I think, from um, like from from my point of view as as co-writer of these songs, um, mm-hmm. I think we upped our game with with songwriting. Yeah. Um, the also conceptually, it's much more of an album. Like the the, the lyrics of Mangata are, are all in the same theme, more or less. Mm-hmm. It's all about um, water and ships and and the sea and. Um, that's also why we chose the name Mangata, by the way, because you have sun drunk moon, so it goes from the sun to the moon. And okay. then Mangata, so the moon street, the reflection on the water, goes from the moon to the to the very water. good, very interesting yeah. concept. Yeah, there you go. Um but but yeah, I think I think the we grew as as songwriters. Um we also had more experience recording in the studio. We knew mm-hmm. what to expect. Um Sundrunk Moon was a lot of uh, first times for all of us. Yeah, um, yeah. But look, I think that's the same at every band, really, Philip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the more you play together, as you said, you're going playing live music together between 2014 and 17. I mean, of you're course. already going to get and, tighter and get... And I also, understand, I also understand some people like Sunrunk Moon better than our older work. Um, mm. It's if, if you get introduced to a band with the first album. Oh, it's the first album. It will, yeah. it will also always have a special place. Um, exactly, exactly. And that's for, the, me, that's the case as, for me. And, and as a listener, I have the same with, with my favorite bands. Um, even And and it doesn't mean you don't appreciate the the later albums, I guess. But um, Yeah. And so the, that, that the, being the album that, that, that introduces you to a band will also always be special, I guess. What about 2020's album then, Kingdom of Roots? Yeah, so Kingdom of Roots. Um, I have to be honest, I wouldn't have listened to that half as much as I would have to the previous two. Yeah. I suppose simply because it's, it's, they uh, were the first, like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's probably the least post-rock, mm-hmm. post-rocky album of the three. Um, it has much more uh, indie vibe going on. Yeah. But it still has a decent amount, amount of um, post-rock style mm-hmm. guitars. Mm-hmm. and um, But again, yeah, for, for me, it feels like we, again, took a step uh, songwriting. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, not only songwriting, but the way we worked together. Um, like the 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 process of writing Kingdom of Roots was a breeze compared to the, the, the previous two. Like um, we all knew our, our role or function exactly, exactly. in the band much better. We were listening to each other's parts, uh, yeah, commenting yeah. on each other's parts without getting into fights. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, we, of course we were older, more experienced, um, but I guess very, the, very professional, Philippe. Very yeah, professional, yeah. More mature in general. <laughs> um, I think it sounds more mature, um, and the way we, we we wrote it was more mature. Um, and and again, it has this um, 
it's more of a concept than Sundrunk Moon as well. Mm-hmm. It's all about like um, the earth, your place on earth, what are your roots, and mm-hmm. um, what what are the things that, that hold you together as a person, okay. that, that are important for you as a person. And so the kingdom of roots, uh, it's from the roots are the are taking the water out of the ground. So we're going from water to earth. So there that's also why we chose that name. So next album will probably, I don't know yet, but we probably will <laughs> yeah, have to you, do you something can't with, stop. You can't with stop. the sky, <laughs> with the sky or something. Uh, well, we, tell me, you released all these three albums within three years of each other. Mm-hmm. Is that again? Is that a, is that a conscious thing bands do, or is that just that, how it happens? Uh, that's just how it happens. Um, yeah, there, there's nothing behind that. You don't think yeah. it's right to release one every three years? No, no, no. Um, I I would love to release one next year, but it's probably gonna take more time this time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are writing, but very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it, it it's probably. It's probably not realistic thinking we will release something next year already. Um, you see, this is it because I did it, see uh, on Facebook you, you got together recently, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. We, we got together recently in our rehearsal space to, yeah. to rehearse for the first time in, in over a year, like the five of us. But we have been okay. meeting up like two or three of us just to write, uh, to to record some of my basic ideas. So we have we have, I would say probably enough like ideas to make an album mm-hmm. um, but they all they are all like just basic concepts they're, out there, yeah, at the they're moment, out there yeah. they're scattered not, yeah. they're not songs yet they're not finished yet we have to it's like i like to compare this as like making a puzzle or a drawing mm-hmm. or something you first have to like find the outside part of the puzzle and then start puzzling it together or you first have to draw before you start coloring exactly yeah so we're in that first stage. We're in that yet, phase at the moment. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, pe- I do think we have we have some nice uh, little melodies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I'm assuming people thought that if anything happens, that the cat was, was, yeah. was, dead, was dead to pardon the pun. Like, yeah, but yeah, he, I, he guess, I guess so. Yeah. But we have, like, like I said, we have been meeting up in the past few years, just not just just behind the scenes mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some stuff happened. Uh, like I, I had a baby. Um, well, I didn't have a baby. My <laughs> wife had a baby. <laughs> just, just um, to clarify, yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jasper and Bram, so the bass player and the and the drummer, uh, started another band with uh, with some old friends of them that is doing very well. It's called uh, Ronker. It's more of like a noise punk uh, okay. project. And um, Walter, the other guitarist, is is um, is is he has to go outside of Belgium a lot for his work. So we and then COVID happened, of course. So that mm-hmm. was hard as well. Um, and and I I have to admit that I had to uh, I had a period of time that I wasn't really motivated either. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially like the first year of COVID, it was so hard. Like we had all this really cool stuff planned. Um, we, we were going to China again with, if anything, uh, we had like yeah, a couple of shows in Belgium and the Netherlands as well. Uh, we were thinking about organizing a EU tour um, and none of it happened, which yeah. was very frustrating. It I had put a lot so of many, work. Yeah. I had put a lot of work in that. And I don't want to complain because I mean, 
my my life was fine <laughs> and i guess uh, a lot of people were um, like i was better off than a lot of other people but uh, exactly exactly from from a musical point of view or from the point of view of me being motivated to, mm-hmm. to make music it, it was hard and um i guess that's also why i started the, the solo thing uh, and just touching on china there um philip like how how did you manage it financially physically you know you um, all worked you have families yeah, girlfriends whatever the case may have been back then like. um i guess it's the craziest thing that ever happened to us as a band like we just got an email be, yeah we just got an email saying hello i'm a booker from china uh do you want to come and play in china and we were like uh, yes of course but it's probably a scam. Um, <laughs> and then and then we started emailing back and forth and then um, they had to um, they had to transfer us some money to buy plane tickets. We like uh, looked okay. up the price of planes and uh, it was like we, they had to transfer us like 3000 euros or something. Right. And and they said okay and like 2 days after and we were actually in the studio recording uh, Mangata when I was like just checking my phone and like got this email, you received money. And I was like, shit, this is real. This is actually happening. This is actually happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, yeah. Like this guy contacted you out of the blue. Like, I mean, you had no contact before, no. Out of the blue. Toing yeah. and froing with no, any out of form blue, of social was, media or anything. So weird. Like, That's strange, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very hard to. Um, to to get a view of um, of 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 of, of um, the of our statistics in China, like I have no idea how much people there listen to us. Uh, I have all these statistics of Spotify and Bandcamp mm-hmm. and everything, but but they all have their own social media kind of stuff, their own equivalent of, of Spotify and stuff like that. Um, I have no idea. Like I, mm. I've tried to check it sometime, but it's all in Chinese. I, um, it's very hard. I know that Jasmine, the the song of of Sunrung Moon, is very very popular there. Okay. Uh, and so probably that's how the Booker found us. Uh, and how many how many shows did you do there? Uh, five. So uh, yeah, five in five days with wow. like five thousand kilometers between them. Um, <laughs> we uh, th- yeah we were living like rock stars. Like it was. Um, playing a show drinking beers until four in the morning sleeping until seven and then uh, on a plane to the next show or on a high speed high speed train to the next show sitting seven hours on a train some yeah. checking playing drinking beer again <laughs> it Jeez. was fun though um and so yeah they they actually invited us to go back in 2020 but that didn't happen uh, for obvious reasons um, how many and, how many people attended these shows? Um, what numbers are you talking? Because I spoke about uh, this only we're, last week. Yeah, like. we're talking about maybe it, it's there weren't huge shows, but mm-hmm. they were decent. Like I, I guess the the best show like, or the most attended show was probably in in Beijing and was like 150 people, okay. and, and the worst show was maybe 100 people. So which is fine. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, it's it's not bad at all. Like we've played worse shows in uh, exactly, but I mean that promoter twenty kilometers from here. But uh, <laughs> that promoter who brought you over, like I mean, and paid for your flights and stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I I can actually show you something. Yeah, if my cable allows me to, just a second. Okay. This was the the tour poster. Oh, very good. I don't know if you can see it. But I can it's, see it. Yeah, I can see it very clearly. Super actually. super weird. Uh, it's a cat 
cutting up a banana. It's the <laughs> that, most random. It was going thing. to be weird, wasn't it? It's the most random thing we've ever seen. Like it's we we didn't. Have was, which is created for you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. some some friend of the Chinese booker made this. Uh, we actually met her in on the last show in, in Shanghai. She was a, re- a very nice girl, but um, I think it's very random. Nice, my, thing to, uh, nice thing to have, isn't it? My two-year-old daughter loves it. She's always like, <laughs> look, cats, banana. But she's not she's about to love cats, I think, any of your household. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Again, as I said, we'll talk about your solo project after, but if anything happens to the cat as a band is very much active and alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> We we did we did one um, online gig in twenty twenty one like okay. a year a year and three months ago or something in a local bar here they recorded it at the bar um, <laughs> and I remember Jasper our bass player and um, and he also he's also the one that sings like between two songs he said like if anything happens to the cat still alive a little bit kicking <laughs> i guess i guess that's how you could describe it we're still alive we're still um coming together to write music but it's a very slow process right yeah. now um most of us have a lot of other stuff going on so we have to uh well this is it i guess it was yeah. at an age where family life yeah yeah exactly now it exactly. takes up a lot of your time like um, so for me a lot of a lot changed of course uh, having a kid in the house absolutely and, um, yeah and for the other guys as well so um but but we all have the intention of of continuing this band um that was there. my next question actually yeah. like the hunger is still there is it yeah, the yeah i mean everybody is still as yeah. enthusiastic about it as they would have been yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we we had this conversation a few times in, in the last months because obviously we were very much inactive but every time we had a conversation it was like yeah yeah we'll definitely continue it's just yeah. right now it's hard and so we actually um had our first rehearsal in a very long time uh, last monday and mm-hmm. the next one will be uh this friday so how did it go how did, slowly, first, how did that first one go uh, better than expected we that's still good, knew we still knew most of the songs and yeah yeah i was happy that um most of the songs uh, were okay-ish. Uh, okay ish okay not perfect yet but um or was there was there guys arriving bursting with new ideas um well yeah, we I mean, had, you had the whole covid time to think stuff yeah, up like, yeah, three years. Well, those ideas are recorded so um we we met up to to like um put together a live set again mm-hmm. um so it was all old songs that we were playing songs from the, from okay. the three albums uh, with the idea of, of um getting back into live yeah. uh, performing uh after the summer okay um but so we we just like uh, made a set list um and uh try to prepare a little bit um mm-hmm. like the hardest thing is that these song structures are not um very standard so you have to remember like <laughs> when you have to go into the next part of the song it's not like yeah. a typical pop song where you just like play the verse and the refrain over and over uh-huh. again uh-huh. so um but it went fine we knew most of it so yeah again now you talk about structures of songs and stuff i suppose Going back to other songs, like what what's, what influenced you as if anything happens to the cat now as opposed to yourself personally? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, um, what, what were you listening to all the way through from 2010 yeah, right through? Yeah, what, what, what influenced you? Um, I, I, like I said, we all have very different exactly, musical very backgrounds. Like we the, listen to uh, very, very different stuff. But the thing that, that connects us is like um, bands like Me Without You. 
is probably mm -hmm. like um one of all five of us love that band like okay. it's, it's um and we actually got to open for them a few years ago which was really cool we met them right. they were super nice guys um the their drummer saw our show and he really enjoyed it as well so that was like a huge compliment for us that yeah, yeah. that uh, one of our uh, influential artists um liked it so much but um that's a band we talk a lot about um uh, other bands that are very influential i would say are ef the swedish post-rock band Fantastic, uh, yeah. jenny forever also an yes. old swedish indie post-rock right. band like, right. um very often me and me and what when we are writing guitar lines we have like a very complementary um way of playing often okay. and um the band Jenny Forever had that going on as well, like the two guitars. The dual guitar and like, just harmonized together. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and so we were often looking at each other and saying like, yeah, that sounds like Jenny Forever. It's good. It's good. Continue. <laughs> are, you, are you recording? Are you recording? <laughs> um, uh, editors is a very big influence because... From the indie um, aspect, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the singing, the singing, the, the voice um, color of, of Jasper is very similar to... Um, What's yeah, his name? Again? I don't remember his name. Tom, but... Tom something. Yeah. Uh, Jasper will hate me for this that I don't remember the guy's name. Um, <laughs> Tom Smith. Tom Smith. His voice is very similar to Jasper's, and Jasper yeah. was a huge. He still is, I guess, but he he was a huge fan. Like he would drive like five hours to see them. Um, yeah, I, I did see them twice. They're, uh, they're a fantastic yeah. band, yeah. They're yeah, band yeah. I, saw, I saw them a couple of times as well. It's not totally my cup of tea, but I do appreciate uh, what they're doing. Um, yeah, and then the bands like Mogwai, obviously, who yeah. are also like doing the post rock thing with a lot of outside influences. Mm -hmm. um, and then we all have uh, these individual um, influences that we like bring to the bands. Um, Peter is uh, into mad rock and, and weird music, like Japanese stuff okay. you've never heard of before. Um, Jasper is, is more into this indie rock thing, um, mm -hmm. bands like uh, Editors uh, and yeah. stuff like We Were Promised Jetpacks. Um, so the, the indie vibes are coming from those influences. Mm -hmm. um, like music has never been so accessible, like, is it? You know, yeah, it's so yeah. varied and it's so easy to find yourself going down some fucking rabbit yeah. hole there once you start listening to something and you're, yeah, you're exactly. gone for weeks yeah but i guess the, the the main thing holding it together is that it's not that that it can be anything like we can have uh, a more uh, post-metal song going into a very poppy song and we don't mm -hmm. really mind like uh, exactly i mean yeah. you're not you're not restricting yourselves in any way or yeah. form as a band yeah. Yeah. it's a case of what happens happens in the recording studio yeah yeah basically mm. yes um like, we never know where we're going to f end up with a song when we start it um we yeah. just start recording and then oh this sounds good oh i have a, a nice little vocal melody for this okay yeah let's do it and if it, if it sounds good it sounds good it's not mm. really um I, I think a lot of other bands probably have more of a <clears throat> of a of a concept going on like you know if you listen to their new release you mm -hmm. know more or less how it's going to sound yeah, which yeah. is not a bad thing of course um but i i think that's what we don't want to do like we okay. want to surprise um so that, yeah, that, the element of surprise is always the good, element of surprise is very exactly. important and, it and is, keeps yeah. it keeps it interesting for ourselves as well uh, yeah. yeah if you were to 
you know, if you were to turn back the clock, we say five, six years ago, and, and you look back at the work you've done as a group, if anything happens to the cat, is there anything you change? Are you happy with what you've put down? Are you comfortable playing everything live? Or do you ever think to yourselves, fuck, if only we did this, if only we did that? We overcomplicated some of the songs, especially okay. on the second album. Um, which makes them very hard to play live. Yeah. Um, songs like Raven Steals the Light or uh, Echo Park, we we did play them live, but they are the first ones to drop out of set lists right now okay. because they're hard to play <laughs> and we need backing tracks. And, um, yeah. Uh, so probably we would probably have, I would probably have tried to keep it more simple or... or mm-hmm. On the other hand, I, I don't really mind. Like, if you have three albums, you're going to have to make choices anyway. So exactly, it's exactly. not it's not really a problem. Um, our, our four albums, and now right, there's one on the way. <laughs> yeah, maybe you yeah. have a choice of four. <laughs> and um, I think I think I would probably also have tried to play even more uh, show. We did we did play quite often, but um, mm-hmm. in in the first few years when yeah. we were all still studying and had plenty of time <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now, it, now it's much harder to uh, to organize stuff uh, that's the only slight regret you'd have so that yeah, you didn't pay yeah, more yeah. so pay more yeah, i'm pay. happy with i'm happy with the with the stuff we did but it's no that's good that's good well, could look, have, it could have been even more yeah it is and, and people are looking forward to it i know i speak to a few I, i'm into a lot of the post-rock groups and facebook groups and pages and instagram and you name it and there is there is a, i won't even call it a cult following but there is a there is an underground following for this I band. Am, it's, I, it's been there I'm, for a long time. I'm very happy, happy you used that word. I didn't want to uh, say it myself, but um, yeah. But I, there is something about this band I, that people. I, um, I always say we uh, our our aim should not be to like become huge or something because it's probably not going to happen with the kind of music we play. Um, but our aim should be to to become like a cult band like yeah. a band that has released tons of stuff and everybody agrees that yeah they always were doing their own thing and it's exactly. all good and, and purchasing um, the album at extortionate rates isn't yeah, it yeah. there's <laughs> actually a, a local a local band here called the portables um okay. i i really like them they're they're super original band mixing electronics and, and post-rock mm-hmm. and i don't know how many albums they released but they've been around for 25 years or something they wow. released seven or eight albums yeah um and they're all really good and they never became like widely known but everybody that knows them agrees that they're awesome so yeah okay brilliant i guess that uh, that should be the aim for a for a band like if anything happens to the cat i think so too yeah i suppose we'll, we'll park if anything happens to cat for a while and I, as yeah, i said yeah. i think everybody's going to look forward to hearing new material whatever shape or form it comes in philip and I yeah, it, will probably, the it will probably take a while, but it will. You're talking next eventually. year. You? Uh, I'm talking. Uh, we'll see <laughs> how much time uh, we get to record more. it. You're not <laughs> talking no, more the next year. Yeah, we don't sure. have. Um, we don't have any um, concrete plans yet. Like there's no studio time booked or something. We, okay. We are still in the first phase of like writing, and when when like when songs really start to 
to come into shape then we'll mm -hmm. probably book a studio and then it will probably be like six months from there and then six more months to do the mixing and the mastering and pressing and stuff like that so yeah it's always i hate it but it's a very slow process it is, it is a slow yeah. process i know yeah. that but you know when when i think when people saw you on that facebook page last week when you all got together i think people were getting excited and thought yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something on the way there's something on the way but well, look, it's, we'll it's the very first play, step we'll probably play a few shows again before that so uh, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, i'm so. hoping to um to be able to play a few shows uh in the second half of the year like after mm -hmm. the summer um so yeah, yeah that's what i'm looking forward to the most myself at the moment like um just playing some shows uh do you miss we playing actually, live? As yeah, a band? we actually haven't we haven't played any show since Kingdom of Roots was released, except for the online show. Mm -hmm. um, Kingdom of Roots was released on the twentieth of March of twenty twenty, oh, which is very unfortunate. Um, and we played a few shows before the release. Like uh, I think we, we played maybe three or four shows in the weeks before the release and we actually already had the CDs. So we were like secretly selling them at the show, even though it wasn't released yet. Um, but, um, and so we were of course playing some of the songs of that album. Yeah. But apart from those shows, we, we actually never got to do like a release show or something like that. I, know, and I, I, know. I don't think we should do a release show like two years after the release. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me, but um, it would just be nice to play some shows. Uh, yeah. When you talk about it that way, like, I mean, Kingdom of Roots probably didn't get the FaceTime as such. Yeah. That the other two got, I mean, because, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I mean, timing's everything, I guess, of course. I guess like, so, yeah. But uh, you just don't see it. I'm not, a, as, I'm, not as, I'm not unhappy with the responses got seeing the circumstances. Um, but yeah, it could have been more. But having we, played it live and toured it, if we, if, we if we could have done everything we had planned, mm. it would definitely be, be more. Uh, but yeah. Look, I, mean, always fine. Even more, I don't want it? to complain about COVID because it's it's been no, safe for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's been the same for everyone. Everybody yeah. has uh, put their plans uh, on a on a hold, and exactly. so, yeah, it's, it's I'm not any different than anybody else. Uh, no, no, you're definitely so, yeah. not. <laughs> not when you've a kid around the house, changing changing your life completely. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah you're yeah. no different from the rest She of was us. born before COVID, so that was going on already. Uh, okay, like, when we were going to release uh, Kingdom of Roots, but. Um, yeah very good mm -hmm. well look Philippe we, as I said we park if anything happens to the cat there and what I want to talk about next is your solar project which is Gatou del Fogu is my best yeah. pronunciation that I can do for now <laughs> yeah. so look I'm just going to give everybody a quick listen to some of it and when they come back we'll have a chat about that album the concept and everything else that's behind it okay reservations about it. 
we all thought that uh, we had to sit completely in the dark because we'd all go blind. I think some of the programmes, because it was BBC only in them days, and of course some of the programmes were a little bit above our head, they were a little bit higher slightly middle class, you know, they play. We didn't really mind that because it was a fantasy. We got away from that kitchen sink. And it made us feel that we was escaping from that kitchen guys that is Philippe's uh, solar project which is as I said before as I tried to say before is Gatu del Fugu and that track was called Shills and Shysters am I right? Yes correct. Which is my favourite track from the album Philippe. I love spoken passages 
in, in rock music and in mm-hmm. post rock music especially and that one is a beautiful piece you know it's just yeah. so back in time I had, a, I had a lot of work to um get it to um to a level that was good enough because it was the, the sample was super noisy it's um okay it's from an old TV interview. Um, well, it must 70s. be this. Yeah, I would say the seventies yeah. if we're talking TV. And, then and it's, just, it's an interview on the street, so there's a lot of cars passing by, and I had to put like three or four noise suppressors on it. And yeah, but it, it it's good enough. How did you, pick, it? How, how did you yeah. pick that segment? Like, I mean, where 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 yeah, did you come well, um, You're probably familiar with um, the the post rock appreciation society on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, there was a guy who posted a video of that of that okay. interview okay. in there, saying like, "I expect to hear this in the next Godspeed album." <laughs> and good. I listened to it, and I was like, "Yes, yes, I, I want to." Yeah. I, I'm always looking around for stuff like that. Um, yeah. um, I was like, "Yeah, I can definitely do something with this." And and actually, I wrote a track like um, on the sample, like. In most cases, you would like write a track and then find a sample and put it on there. But mm-hmm. in this case, I had a sample first, and then I, I used like the pace of her voice to like um, okay to like um, decide how fast the song would be, and so so it's really in the same pace of of how she talks. Wow! And look, this album, as I said, always April. It was only released last month, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And how was the response been? Um, well, not bad actually, like better than I expected because I, I haven't barely done any uh, marketing. Like I mm-hmm. just posted on it online and in some some Facebook groups, and, and that's it. Um, and this this album was more of um, a personal challenge for myself than than something that I had to yeah. like. I I really had no big aim with it or something but response it was, it has been really nice like there was no master yeah, plan for this yeah yeah um but the response has been really nice mm-hmm. um also like a, a lot of my friends and stuff um saying like this we weren't expecting this um it's it's refreshing we were expecting that you would like just i don't know make um make some more if anything happens to the cat songs without the rest of the band or something. Um, it's always but, a fear, Philip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and especially the fact that people could sort of say, mm-hmm. as you said, we expected and, you to do this. Actually, and- I, nobody knew I was recording it uh, ex- except some close friends. All right. um, but I, I, like, I, I didn't make any social media pages before it was finished. Yeah. Um, I was just like sitting here on this chair in in my little music corner here and mm-hmm. recording it and and like it was finished when it was finished. Yeah. Um, then I released it on the twenty fourth of May, um, which was not a coincidence. Well, it was a coincidence that I like finished the recording process like in the end of April, and then you need a few weeks yeah. to get it online. Um, I chose the 24th of May because it's exactly 10 years after the first, if anything happens to the cats, uh, oh, demo EP, um, which was released on the 24th of May of 2012. Uh, so I thought that was very symbolic, like um, releasing the first solo thing exactly and, and, 10 and it years was, like, How many after. people know this? Like, I mean, well, hopefully a lot more people. Yeah, well, um, there, like, yeah so it, it was, it was um, premiered on, on the, where post-rock, um, yeah. Wells, yeah. Wells uh, YouTube channel and, mm-hmm. and 
it has like 4,000 streams on there or something. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's nice. That's um which i'm very thankful for because i wouldn't have had any listeners without where <laughs> post-structurals i guess yeah I do. Um, ronnie does so much for people in this in this genre like he's and then i got a lot of nice comments on on youtube as well and yeah some people sending me private messages saying they loved it and that's great some, some people paying for it on bandcamp while well, you can download it for free if you want to so um, which is a sign of appreciation, I guess. So, it is, and it, again, it's um, a it's a big thing, isn't it? In this in this sort of uh, network here, mm-hmm, like that, we mm-hmm. have this this music scene, like that. People do make the effort to go to Bandcamp, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people yeah, do appreciate exactly. the work that goes into music, like exactly, yeah. And yeah, I I, I think this album, um, like I was saying earlier, um, in in the first year of of COVID, I like lost the ambition of making music a bit like i couldn't get myself to play guitar i yeah. just didn't care like at, at one point i just didn't care about it like the guitars are standing here next to me and i would just like stare at them and say like now nah, watch a movie <laughs> um but then then after a while like i i i realized i had to get back into it yeah. and um actually um my my boss at work um asked me if i uh could provide some music for our uh, phone line like the waiting song oh, go away you know, like uh <laughs> and it, it has been jasmine of if anything happens to the cat for years yeah and, and we got a new we got a new phone system whatever we had we needed a new file okay and he was like uh, can you resend the file because i don't have it anymore or do you want to do something else and i told him like give me a few weeks i'll make something and <laughs> The first song, so I work for, um, I work as a, um, I, I'm, I studied law and I'm, I'm specialized in migration. Okay. So we, we have, a, we give advice about migration to everyone that needs it. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I called the first song on the album, Waiting for Justice. Because like it. that's like the it. waiting song, the there waiting song uh, that is used right now at work. So everything's uh, connected with you, Philippe. Yeah, it seems. yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's how it started. Like I, I wrote this song, "Waiting for Justice," um, and I was like, yeah, "This doesn't sound half bad." I, <laughs> I had never like recorded anything decent at home except for like some like guitar melodies to send to the other guys of yeah. if anything. Uh, but then I started puzzling together that song and I was like, wow, I made a song from scratch. That's the first time in 10 years that I do that. Um, and so I really got the hang of it and then just didn't stop recording until I had like 10 songs finished. Really? So that like, there was no experience in this field as such? Dealing no, with... yeah. I had some going, Philippe. I, That's um, incredible stuff. I learned, I learned by doing um i watched a ton of youtube videos on how to mix your own songs how to master your own songs um and this is the result Um, yeah like it is a beautiful album like it really is uh it doesn't sound like a first first attempt that's for sure i've i've of course seen uh other people do it Mm. a few times so i had a general idea of how to do it um but yeah, um, I, I didn't really have any experience with mixing or mastering, um, and if, and and it's something that I've I've wanted to um, 
dabble with and try out. Yeah, wanted yeah. to get a grip on for since I've started, and it, I just never had the time or ambition for it. And then mm. now, just like because it was going well, you know, like I was, ah, oh, yeah, this, this song is okay. Yeah, I can probably do something with this, and then. I just, was it sort of like a, I, a eureka moment, Philippe? You know, when you when you yeah, finally yeah, realized, yeah. fuck it, I, I wrote a sound. It here. was it was a eureka I, moment, and and also um, like I knew I I needed some kind of goal uh-huh. to to get back into playing and yeah. to find the motivation for making music again, and um, and and this was like a goal. I, I've I've been thinking about doing this for for so long, and now I was like I have time. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no excuses, yeah. I, I have time for it. Um, I recorded most of it in the evening uh, when when the kid was in bed, and um, I had time for it. I have uh, a goal now, and so mm-hmm. let's just do this until it's finished. And I spent many, many, many evenings on this chair uh, recording it, and and then. Uh, but you enjoy the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more than I thought, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, personally, and, I and do it, hear it feels it feels very, very fulfilling mm-hmm. uh, to have managed to get this out there. Even though I don't have any real expectations, like I just put it online and hope for the best. It was um, more of a person thing for you, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know, it, 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 it's not for. But it feels very re- rewarding. Yeah, the fact that it's out there feels feels like I've mm-hmm. I've won something. You've you achieved know? something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there is moments in it. I suppose it, it can't be helped and there can't be, you can't help comparing a little bit. There's little nuances, little melodies. Yeah, yeah, of course. Guitar tones that would bring, if any, anything happens of course, to the Of course, it's... Straight away into your head and which creates the idea, geez, are they ever getting back together? That's, that's, <laughs> that was my feeling when yeah, I first yeah. heard it, you know? I, I guess what, what you can really hear is the influence that uh, I personally bring to if anything happens. Exactly, like exactly that. Arpeggiated yeah. melodies, stuff yeah. like that, which of course you will find in both because that's mm-hmm. what I like to do. That's your thing. Um, so, so yeah, there's definitely some some if anything happens to the cat moments. I might also like repurpose some of the melodies for if anything happens to the cat. Like, why not? Um, exactly. It will sound totally different in the end. So whatever. Yeah. Um, we've actually done that in the past as well, like with some of the other guys' uh, solo projects mm-hmm. uh, or, or recordings they had um, from past uh, stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, of course you're going to hear um, similarities, mm-hmm. I guess, but well, that, I do, I do good, feel that the thing. end result is, is, is different. It has more of a lo-fi it has yeah. like it, it is relaxed different vibe going on relaxed, especially yeah. in the beats which are recorded with this uh i don't know if you can see it up I there it. uh the, the little black box up there it's yeah. like it's like this big and it's like a drum computer so i was like drumming on it and uh, that's fantastic yeah um it's very lo-fi but it sounds cool and i like uh, i put it through my pedal board put some like crazy gated <laughs> reverb and delays on it and stuff like that to make to make it sound interesting it must be great you can just toy with everything yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, there's no restrictions like it's the case like exactly if yeah. the sounds good that's it i also i also used a lot of this thing um i'll try to show you it's like an, an 80s uh, i was just saying that's a throwback keyboard to it's uh, it's christmas morning like. christmas morning for me 1985 yeah. i think exactly it's a toy <laughs> it's made from plastic yeah. it sounds like shit if you <laughs> listen to it through the, the little exactly, speaker yeah. but it does have a headphone output and I put it through some pedals uh, mixed it a bit and like uh, the, the 
the trumpet sounds you hear and some of the synth sounds all come outside from this oh, little, little toy box. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. We're giving away all your secrets here, and hopefully, good. <laughs> it's everybody's yeah. really talking, like, like talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Not it's all great, of them, right? It's but... great to see where it came from. You know, it's it just goes to show you what you can do and what you can achieve in music. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you I, don't I, need to have this big grand fucking. Exactly. Room, like, I was yeah. looking around and thinking, like, I have plenty of stuff that makes sounds. Makes sounds. Exactly. And it sound can work if you like find the right exactly. place for exactly. it. Yeah. And tell me the tracks that you put onto this album. Is that everything you've written, or have you more? Uh, no, no, that's everything I've written up until now. I'm already thinking of writing more. Okay. Uh, and have a couple of ideas, but um, I I just work like song per song. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would record one, and when it was finished, start the next one, and then yeah, I ended up with ten and thirty eight minutes, and I thought like, okay, this is an album now. And um, where did the also, album title like, come from, actually, Phil? Uh, yeah, so, so the idea of always April is that I don't know how it's uh, how it's in Ireland, but in in, mm-hmm. in Belgium, April is a very um, uh, the the weather changes all the time. Like it can be like super sunny and hot, and yeah. like half an hour later, it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. Um, and and my idea was that like um, during during the COVID period, I had like the same feeling. Like I was super happy uh with i had a lot of time to mm-hmm. spend with my with my uh, daughter um my life wasn't that bad all in all um i had i could work from home yeah. i had so much time um and on the other hand i felt so unmotivated to make music so mm-hmm. it was like that that contradictory exactly. feeling that you have in the month of april in the weather yeah uh, and then i started thinking about it and also um it's it's like just a general thing in in life and society i guess um there's ups and there's downs there's a lot of good exactly. stuff happening and a lot of bad stuff happening and um, so the idea was that life is like always april. changing yeah so it's, yeah. it's always like april yeah um so yeah that, that was the idea behind it um and and i guess it's um yeah, it's it's probably the most personal thing I've ever uh, released because, like, mm-hmm. I've I've put a lot of um, yeah everything I uh, I I like myself was, in exactly. it. It's, it I, I didn't have to make any compromises uh, <laughs> like you have to do if you're working together with other people. Um, yeah, and yeah. and I really really wanted to uh, do everything myself. Like I I knew that from the beginning. Like I'm not going to send this out to somebody else to mix it or anything even though it would probably okay. have been a good idea from a technical point of view but um i was like i oh, know this is going to be just me doing and trying stuff and um i even did the artwork myself based on a picture that one of my best friends took um but um i did the the photoshop editing mm-hmm. of the of that picture which was a first as well i had never okay. actually dabbled in in photoshop um so I had to watch some YouTube videos for that as well. <laughs> um, that child, yeah. that poor child of yours, never saw you. You even on YouTube <laughs> checking everything else. Nah, I did. I did most of it like between eight <laughs> p.m. Time, yeah, eight exactly. p.m. and one and one a.m. <laughs> in the evening. Is there is there ever a thought of making a hard copy of it? No, the album. Always April, maybe a CD or a, a cassette, which seems to be making a comeback and. 
you want yeah. you are showing off 80s stuff there like so we can I'm, talk I'm, not, I'm, I'm not opposed to it but i i don't want to pay for it <laughs> okay all right and um, so if, 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 if anyone there. wants to release it uh, yeah. con- contact me we'll talk <laughs> you put it at the end but, of the show don't you worry it was yeah at the moment i'm i'm just uh, thinking it's more of like a recording and throwing it online project and we'll mm-hmm. see uh, people seem to enjoy it so far so that's and nice. yeah and so i look it, I it gives me joy it to gives me it gives me motivating to to continue it next to if anything yeah. it must be refreshing to hear people tell you that yeah yeah yeah. they love it are they thoroughly enjoyed it or they find it relaxing or they find it it felt as like get away from starting writing. over again mm. it felt like it was the first thing i ever recorded uh, yeah like I, I was happy as a child when i got the first message somebody saying like hey i just uh, found your album on youtube and just want to say i really i'm really enjoying it yeah it's so good. like wow <laughs> what <laughs> I've made it <laughs> yeah 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 um, can I ask you have you a favourite track on the album it, it changes all the time does it um, but I think um, let me look at the track list again <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I, I, I really like um, She Swallows Stones okay the third one because it has this it has this more electronic thing going on. Mm-hmm. The, I would I would say it has like this a bonobo vibe or something. Okay. Um, Arms and sleepers. Yeah, vibe, yeah, yeah. Um, which I really like and was something new for me as well. So uh, I I really like the beat in that one. Uh-huh. I'm very proud of that beat. It's like a, a banger, you know. But then you make a ambient song out of it, but the beat on itself <laughs> is a banger. Um, I also really like uh. Will uh, soldier on the, okay. the the second to last song because um, I think it has a very catchy um, little guitar melody in it and mm-hmm. it sticks in your head all day, which I also always love in music. And you see, there's, um, there's all these little things you pick them up, don't you? Every time you come back yeah, to an album, yeah, yeah. and there's always something else will catch your catch your attention and yeah. slip into your mindset, like. And then, and then maybe also the last song, which is called "Always April," um, which is a very a typical song is just mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar and me singing, which was also weird to do. But um, that song, like I wrote that song in like ten minutes and recorded it the same evening, and it was done. Like um, it's it, the story behind it is, is is quite sad. But I don't know if you remember um, a little Syrian boy who drowned in the Turkish oh, Jesus. Sea yeah, a few yeah, years yeah. Ago. Remember that, that that picture would be in everyone's memory. The, yeah. the horrible picture of the little boy That's lying right. on the beach um and actually that picture popped up on my facebook feed or something mm-hmm. and i saw it and i was sitting in my couch with a guitar in my hands when i saw it and i just wrote that song and it's about wow. that picture actually yeah so it's it's um and of course it's also related to the field i i work in professionally so um okay. So so yeah, that, that song. It's, it's got I, a lot of meaning I, serious for you. Yeah, so, yeah, it's got a lot of meaning. Um, I was very doubtful if I should release it. Um, Why? But, because it felt so personal. Yeah, and and actually, I've I've been saying for ten years that music that I never want to make music that is about politics. <laughs> okay. And but then then I decide in the end I decide this is not about politics. It's about like human rights, which yeah. shouldn't be politically 
colored so <laughs> that's why i decided to to go for it um i'm pretty sure like if if we would have uh teams like that and if anything i would have probably vetoed it but yeah um yeah but, i like music to be um relaxing and like um making you forget stuff like that instead of uh, and that's, that's exactly what this album does feel like i mean yeah. you know, it actually reminded me of a bit especially that's that track as you said always april like is uh, Yindi Halda's Under Summer album. Yeah, yeah. It's got that really, vibe. That, really that, uh, nice album. Yeah. And uh, I thought the vocals that's were great. That's a band I should have probably mentioned earlier when we were talking yeah, about yeah. influences for, if anything. I did I did I, hear it through yeah. this this record, right? yeah, which is a, yeah, good, yeah. Which is a great I, thing. Actually. I really love both their albums. So. Yeah. Very different albums, but both yeah, very but good. Both very good. Yeah. yeah. yeah people have you seen them? Under, I think people underappreciate um under summer sometimes mm. because obviously uh, the enjoy eternal bliss album is so it's a classic yeah classic um but it's it's really good but i saw them yeah, I've, yeah, I've, seen the them, I've seen them i actually went to see my dying bride it's... i brought my wife mm-hmm. to see my dying bride on the friday night and then we went to see in the hand right. on the saturday That's, night sounds good yeah. and they played they played under summer two extremes actually yeah, yeah two very next, major extremes if she doesn't want to Beautiful come next though. time you can bring me uh, i'll join <laughs> there you go anybody anybody else because uh, that was the last trip she took yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i would like to see but, them yeah. again uh i think uh, their music is um it's very creative. Um, it is, yeah. And they don't release too often. They, they take their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> like, like, like yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess they're, they probably also have a lot of going on next to music. So, yeah. Exactly. So, like, Philippe, I suppose we wrap up this album as well. Like, I wish you, I wish you well with Always April. Mm-hmm. Like I said, anyone who likes post-rock, anyone who likes ambient music, mm-hmm. as you said, this, this low-fi vibe yeah. through it, like... Um, I can't recommend it enough. And again, anyone who follows If Anything Happens to the Cat, I think will automatically fall in love with this because as I said, there is these little melodies, these little hooks and nuances that you find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess I think so. I think so, yeah. If you like If Anything Happens yeah. to the Cat, you will probably like it as well. Exactly. Now, obviously, before you go, I want to ask you my uh, three session questions yes. that I've asked everybody. Yes, I thought, on the I show. thought really hard about them. <laughs> That's, well, that's what I love to hear. I hate the fellas say, oh, I, I forgot about it, but no, you didn't. Right. First one, if you could walk into a recording studio and do a cover version of any song mm-hmm. from any time, what would yeah. it be? So actually on, on the Always April album, there is a cover. Uh, the 4AM song is a cover of a band, a Swedish indie rock band called The Gentle Act Incident. Um, okay. And one of the members of The Gentle Act Incident is uh, also one of the members of EF the Swedish oh, right. yeah. they only existed for a couple of years and they put out like one little EP and one album and I okay. especially love the EP it has five songs on it it's only like I guess 18 minutes or something but it's so yeah, yeah. good it's like I, I always listen I used to listen when I had a car that still had a CD player I, I have the CD and I used to like listen on it to it on repeat every time I was doing like a long uh, drive they're very very catchy songs and Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded the cover of, of one of those songs. I got permission okay. from from them to do so, which was nice. And um, I slowed it down and made made mm-hmm. it more ambient. It's it's not really a, co- a cover like it's it's not the same yeah. song, but it's it's based on it. Um, 
So I would I would recommend I, I would ask you to check out the original as well. You can find it. I will check it's out. Very the hard to find, but it's on YouTube if you if you Google it. Uh, or Brilliant. if you um, yeah. is that is that your final answer on this one? So, no, so you've already done I, it. I also wanted to mention because you're from Ireland uh, that we once yeah, we on. once made a cover with "If Anything Happens to the Cat." We only played it live like two or three times, but it was actually a cover of "You uh, 2 Um the song the song love is blindness uh which is okay. I, I think it's, it's the, what's the name again it's the last song of their first album i think and it has this really cool like um finger picked arpe- arpeggio guitar okay. and then it builds up like a lot of post rock would do and so we we um we took that idea like we didn't play a straight up cover either but we adapted it yeah but, um, yeah you made it your own again and, and like yeah. we used like we started very slowly and like with a huge uh, climax in the end like, like typical oh, nice. post rock version of uh, I'm, I'm actually gonna look forward yeah. to listening to that now as well yeah that's we don't have a recorder we just played it oh we, you don't we just, oh. i think we played it two or three times live and then decided like okay let's play our own songs instead of u2s but because uh, <laughs> i think none of us is really into u2 actually but we just thought it was a very good song to cover but as i mentioned before to somebody else again like that was in the good days when you yeah, 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 had, yeah, had, sure. had some street cred. Yeah, 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 and, uh, that's long and gone. In general, I actually think that those are the best songs to cover is, is songs that are, like, for me, it wouldn't make sense to cover, for example, an Explosion in the Sky song or something, because what are you going to do with it? You're just going to yeah. play it as it was recorded. So what's the what's the added value? Uh, there's, there I, I think none. it's great to hear yeah. a band totally step out of yeah, their comfort so zone and do something completely I unique. Think, yeah. I think the most interesting thing is to take a song from that that is totally different than to make your own version of it. Yeah. So yeah. I w- if, if I had to record, like, if I could record any songs uh, <laughs> without having problem with credits and stuff like that, um, I would probably cover Iris of the Goo Goo Dolls or something. Something yeah. like that. Like, this very... I love that song. It's a big, it's a big number. Yeah, like, it's a, big a huge yeah. hit, and then and then make it's your huge, own yeah. thing out of it. We were talking about Cold Bones earlier. They did a, a, a they did K-Pushes K-Pushes up before, hill, yeah. before the new before hype, got, yeah. and exactly and I think they the did it very well. Time. They made they they put their own sounds in. It's in it's, the, it's total yeah. Cold Bones yes, sound. Exactly. It is their own sound. It's brilliant. So yeah, that's yeah. that's I think that's the most interesting thing to do. So. I would probably take some big yeah, I, I got three or four answers off you there, yeah. which is great. <laughs> Tell me, so if you could experience playing live on stage with any band from the past or present, yeah. walk onto that stage with someone else and play your favorite yeah. track, what would it be? Well, I found... Or who would they be? I Sorry. found that question really hard because I don't really have like one idol or something. I, I, okay. I There's a lot of people whose work I really appreciate, but... Um, there's not like one name that popped out for me that oh yeah that's my that's my hero or something mm-hmm. um but i would i would say like uh, my favorite band is i've mentioned them a few times already but it's ef the Swedish post mm-hmm. i think their four albums are all brilliant so oh, amazing, uh, yeah. and and are huge influence for me personal uh personally so i would like to like maybe not play with them but open for them or something um, okay. And and if I had to choose like one player to play with, I would probably say uh, Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth, just because he's okay. just he, he he's so creative with guitar sounds. Uh-huh. I would I would like just 
like to see how he does it and, and steal, yeah, yeah. steal yeah. all these ideas from him. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's um, he's probably not the best guitar player ever, but he's a hugely creative guitar player. Yeah, that changed changed sound and and that's yeah, right. It, it, it changes sound. It things, changed yeah. how people experience sound, I guess. So. Mm. Um, he, very interesting answers. Yeah, he's been he's been very important for me as well. Like as a, yeah, like how how you can like manipulate sound. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the last question I uh, question I ask would be: Give me a name of a band or an album to look out for in twenty twenty two. Something that so, you're look. I know EF yes, actually so releasing EF something. Yeah, releasing yeah. a new album in November. Um, yeah, which should be something uh, special. Me and yeah. a friend are actually making plans to go see a couple of their shows. Uh, because they're nice. they're playing one in Belgium, but it's like 250 kilometers from here, so we'll probably do two shows if we have to do the drive okay. anyway. Um, so yeah, that album will probably uh, like. I'm pretty sure that will be my album of the year. It has to. Yeah, like yeah. I have huge expectations of it, and I I'm with with a lot of other bands. I would be <laughs> no pressure on no, them. No, but like, with yeah. a lot of other bands, I would be afraid of being disappointed. But. I'm not with them. Like I, no, I, no. There, I, there's something unique about them. Yeah, right? and, they have, they have something. Yeah. They have a gift. And I got to know yeah. them a little bit um, in the past few, like before COVID. I met them a few times, and I, I, I think they're usually creative people, and they've been inactive for a long time. So I guess they will have a lot of fresh ideas as well. Um, and then <laughs> you're really, you're really building a wall. Let's hope this doesn't let us down. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it won't. And I, I also wanted to mention. Uh, so uh, my bandmates, uh, Bram and Jasper, will release an EP with the band called Ronker, which I've heard it already. Most of it, it's going going to be super cool. I don't, yeah. I actually don't know when they are going to release it exactly. I'm not sure if they know it as well. Um, and how would you, how would you describe their sound? It's it's uh, noise punk. It's like mm-hmm. the Misfits meet Sonic Youth or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I also wanted to mention an album that actually already is released a few months ago. Yeah. Um, but that I think everybody that likes this kind of music should hear. And you wrote an excellent uh, review of it, which is uh, Odent Elegy. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So it's not really an album. It's a whole concept, like right. The, it's the, it's fifty-five minutes song off. that it's called Odin Allergy. And but I've yeah. I've I've knew them since the Pax Cecilia days. I actually um, got their CD for free in the mail like fifteen okay. years ago, and I was like, I just found it online, and they, they said like, if you send us an email, we'll send you a free CD. And um, I've been uh, and it's, and that's what they're still doing that like I mean yes, this old analogy uh, you have to pay for, this, for the shipping now which pay for shipping which yeah. you didn't have to do 15 years ago years ago which was even uh, more crazy they're taking the piss um, out of us I actually <laughs> sent I actually sent them a copy of Sundrunk Moon when it came out just to like oh nice return yeah. the favorite have, did, did you uh, get the CD actually of old analogy yeah yeah I have it yeah yeah it's a beautiful it, CD it's isn't it it's amazing it's amazing and the yeah. whole the whole the whole concept, the whole the, the yeah. sound of it, it's so crazy. You, you go from like a, a choir singing in a church to like the, the hardest metal you've ever heard and back. It's yeah, and it and it's it's not even weird. It fits so nicely together. It, it works. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. You you try and tell people. Yeah, you try and explain what it sounds think, like. And I think the, you just do what you did. And... I can't remember his name right now, but the, the guy behind it, he's a he's a genius. Like he's a musical genius, obviously. I'm glad you mentioned him because that deserves a mention without a doubt. And I really Absolutely, like to yeah. review. Um, I agree with 
everything you said so <laughs> thank you thanks for saying so that. read that's review and, and listen to and that they, did too, actually. They, were, they were very complimentary they're they're really nice guys yeah yeah they were very complimentary and they actually sent me on the cd as well nice. which was very very nice fun. so philippe i think that wraps us up thank you so much it was a very nice talk i enjoyed it yeah it was an absolute pleasure chatting to you and um, i think we covered a good bit of ground there we covered a lot um next time i'll see you I, i'll pay you a beer uh, <laughs> Oh, there's definitely beers next yeah. time we meet, all right, that's for sure. I just wish you all the success with your own solar project, obviously. Um, Gatu de Fugu is the best I can do. Yeah, Gatu de Fugu. Yeah. <laughs> Gatu de Fugu. And also, I suppose, let's hope that if anything happens to the cat, comes back. I hope so as well. Sooner we will, or later, we will, yeah. Sooner or later. We it will happen, it's it just a matter happen. of when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Philippe, thanks a million for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. And, uh, Catch you down the road yeah, at some stage. Nice you know, at the festival or a concert. Bye. You too. Take care. Take care. Thank you, everybody, for listening in again this evening. Um, thanks to Richie, who was always editing and producer the show. And I will catch up with you again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care. Mm-hmm.